Hello, Choose Love podcast audience. Thank you for joining us for another incredible podcast. This one is very, very special. I'm actually sitting here on the beach in paradise. No, wait a minute. This is East Haven, right? Okay, get confused with a dear friend of mine, Lisa Swain, who has been with the Choose Love movement since just about the beginning. Mm And Lisa has been such a huge part of the Choose Love movement. Um, Lisa wrote the pre-K and kindergarten curriculum and then went on to write an infant toddler curriculum for us as well. And we're going to talk about that. Um, We're going to talk about why Lisa became involved, but I want to tell you a little bit more about her credentials right now and I'm just learning how incredible I knew you were incredible but (laughs) Lisa has an MBA she has a master's in early childhood education and then she has a six-year degree in education Lisa has been teaching for over 30 years and she's been teaching college level classes for over 20 years in early childhood development Uh, Really, really incredible. So you know what you're talking about when you're talking about early childhood (laughs) development. Uh, This is really incredible. And, And early childhood is a really, really important time for a child's development and their brain. Um, And so I just want to talk about why you got involved with the Choose Love movement, what attracted you to what we're doing. Of course, you've been such a big part of it ever since the beginning. And the thought process that went into creating the pre-K and K sections. And then we'll go into the infant toddler in a little bit. But also I want you to talk about what you've seen Mm -hmm. because you've been speaking on behalf of the Choose Love movement. You've been promoting this. And, uh, and you've actually been in classrooms and you've seen the outcomes and that's really exciting. And I'd love for you to share those. Um, but initially what attracted you to the choose love movement? Okay. Well, I'm so happy to have you here, Scarlett. I know this is where, this is actually where Lisa grew up and I wish I, I would just describe where we're sitting on the beach. Uh, we just had a beautiful kayak around this island out in the middle of the sound and this is just literally paradise. We're sitting in the sun and enjoying time with a good friend. Life just doesn't get better than this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it really is special to it have is. you here. And I wish I could get you here more often because you're so busy. I know. Um, but anyway, so I would say that you were the main inspiration for what first attracted me. But before that, I had been working in the early childhood development area for 30 years, really, working with young children. I taught second grade. I also taught high school for a short while. And then I had three kids of my own in a very short time. And that's when I started teaching at the college and preschool level, which are the two areas where I ended up staying for 20 years. And I still love working with (laughs) birth to five. And I I really love working with adults. So right now I'm helping the state implement 
social emotional learning in Connecticut through the Office of Early Childhood. And you've been doing that for I've been doing that for how long? Well, we started a pilot program in Danbury and brought Choose Love there. Yes. And um, and then I've been getting trained in a national model for social emotional learning, which is a big component of the Choose Love program yes. for birth to five. And that's the pyramid model, which was um, developed from the Center for Social Emotional Learning um, out of Vanderbilt. And so what happened was I was the STEM expert for 20 years. People would call me into districts to do STEM professional development for early childhood educators. I would go in and coach in the classroom, helping teachers to um, bring more STEM and hands-on learning. STEM, science, technology, engineering, and math. Yes. And then we added art and made steam made it into steam and I loved it and I thought there was nothing more important than getting kids excited about science and math and making it fun and you know it was wonderful what happened after 20 years is that so many teachers started saying Lisa when you're finished with the science can I talk to you about this child who's really struggling having challenging behavior and I'm I I just don't know what to do I need your help and I was hearing this more and more every year and teachers were saying these teachers who had been in the field for 20 years wonderful teachers who had every skill that they had learned over the years so they weren't working veteran teachers who were motivated loving they just didn't know what to do with these kids and so I, that's when I started learning more myself so I could help out. And um, that was just around the time that you were starting to think about the Choose Love Enrichment Program. Mm-hmm. And your vision fit mine perfectly. Mm-hmm. So it was just, the, the timing was perfect for what I was seeing in the classrooms and what your vision was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember our first dinner and how excited we were. And that was it. I mean, mm-hmm. we were partnered from then going forward. Right. And you developed uh, initially the pre-KK, and we did that around the formula for choosing love because we wanted to have something that had similar concepts and was scaffold all the way up from the beginning all the way through 12th grade. Right. Uh, we're one of the only social-emotional learning programs that has that is so comprehensive and is really now lifespan. Um, And so uh, in doing that, can you talk about what components you focused on in the pre-K and K? We initially did the pre-K, K together, and Mm -hmm. then we split it apart. Mm -hmm. Um, But can you talk a little bit about that? Yes, and actually just sitting here with you and you talking about our our beginnings of putting this together for the component that I worked on. Um, I had been asked many times to talk to parents of incoming kindergarten children. So school districts would ask me to do parent orientations and it would be before the start of the school year. And at the beginning, 15, 20 years ago, they wanted me to talk about reading and literacy and math skills that you could work on over the summer and then over the the years especially the last seven eight years kindergarten teachers said 
all we want you to talk to them about are social emotional skills mm. because we have 23 24 kids coming into kindergarten and we can't teach anything because they have no skills they don't have friendship skills they don't have your basic um, skills they need just to get along during the day so so this is what what I'm hearing too it's like today uh, the kids that are coming into school it's just completely different than it was yes. 10 or 20 years ago yes. but why is that I think there are several reasons and um, you know we're still trying to figure it out but technology is part of it mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, you know a lot of single parent mm -hmm. families and dual working families mm -hmm. and so everyone's stretched there the stress and anxiety level the amount of news that everyone's exposed right. to vicarious trauma yeah and I think parents um, are exhausted by the end of the day when they're with their kids and you know it a lot of kids are spending so much time on screens mm -hmm. and not having that um, community time you know that that's so important we don't have the multi-generational households where kids learn so much from their extended families. That's really changed a lot. So there's so many reasons that kids are not, um, you know, just not getting the tools they need to, to really be successful. And if you don't learn them in the early years, it's very difficult for those kids. They're already a step behind and then the, the gap gets bigger and bigger every year. And so much is happening in their brains too with brain development and all this is so vitally important um, to every aspect of development in a child. So how did you create the Choose Love Enrichment Program for Pre-K and K to kind of address those issues? Well, you had the vision of the four components, and so that's where I started. And, you know, looking at how do you really teach children gratitude when they're three, four, and five, up to six, is usually around kindergarten age. How do you teach gratitude? How do you teach forgiveness? Those are our complex, forgiveness is a complex emotion and ability right you well it starts it starts with a choice but then it becomes a process and it's kind of so there are some different layers to it yes <laughs> when you're introducing these concepts to three to six year olds um, which is the general pre-k to kindergarten age the the concepts of courage gratitude forgiveness and compassion are, are tough. There's many layers to it and they are developmentally not all at a place where they can fully grasp these concepts. We know that even older children have a tough time with some of these concepts. So, uh, we know adults have a tough time with some of these concepts. Exactly. Let's just be real. That is so true. <laughs> some adults. No, that right. is so true. So you need to really start where they are. And in pre-K, you get some children who come in, such as a Head Start, they're two years old, um, they're old, old toddlers. 
that's their age when they start. They can start at 2.9 is the starting age for preschool at a lot of um, programs. Those kids are really just at the age where they are learning their emotions. They, they're trying to figure out what they're feeling. They're trying to communicate through language when they're just learning language. They don't have a ton of vocabulary to be able to express themselves. And so they get frustrated easily and that's when they exhibit challenging behaviors. So by teaching them the concepts of the Choose Love Enrichment Program, you give them the skills they need to be able to express emotions before that, even to identify their own emotions and then even harder to recognize emotions in others mm. you in unless you have those skills you can't even begin to talk about compassion because if you can't if you can't understand your own emotions recognize them in someone else you're not going to be able to have empathy and compassion for them so everything builds on the next but it worked well with the formula because it does build. It does build. And it was really ingenious. Jesse left us with all the components we need. And so what happened, we started working with these young kids, some of them younger than three, and they were getting the skills. They were learning them. Wow. And the teachers were amazed that it actually was working. The whole classroom changed and became, you know, we did this in many classrooms. Um, we started this Choose Love Enrichment Program six years ago. Uh, we Well, we released the program three years ago. But we started talking with teachers oh, about yeah. these concepts oh, absolutely. six years that's ago. Right. That's right. That's when You're we exactly really right. were working out how were we going to do this. That's and right. We, and we, you were literally working in yes. classrooms yes. and figuring out what was going to work, what right. wasn't. Yep, we were right. trying mm. things out with the kids and we were asking for feedback from the teachers. What do you think? We didn't want to just write a program. We wanted to try it out first and see what works. So the teachers and the children were phenomenal. They, you know, they gave us what we needed to be able to really write the scripts and, you know, take these concepts and give, give teachers what they needed to be able to do it. So um, talk about some of the outcomes that you've seen from teaching this. Well, so teachers that started doing this years ago are still sending me messages of how the ripple effects keep going. So they're still doing it. They're still and doing it. <clears throat> and, you know, just a lot of the original classrooms who did this, they work, they work all year. It's not just you do it once and it's done. So just for example, feelings, we were just talking about feelings. Mm -hmm. That's something where, um, you know, every single day you talk about feelings. The teacher expresses how they're feeling. And then you give words to the kids 
for their emotions. You use mirrors. Part of our script is having kids look in the mirror and see what their face looks like comparing it to photos of other kids in the classroom and other emotion faces. Having a chance to draw what they're seeing in the mirror. And you know, they, these things all build on each other. And then the kids, even at a young age, will say, I'm frustrated. I'm um, embarrassed. You know, kids can start learning these complex emotions and we give them a book list resource. So there's a lot of um, backup for teachers with wonderful children's books that they can use to help teach these concepts. Amazing. And uh, you know, what's incredible is we have now I think almost a hundred percent retention rate mm -hmm. when you when you were talking about that mm -hmm. that the teachers are still seeing and I hear from educators students that this is the older students that kind of check back in with them mm -hmm. or if they see them out and about they're talking about choose love mm -hmm. you know which is really fun um, let's talk for a minute and switch to infant toddler yeah um, <clears throat> you know the first thing that I ever did the first program I ever created after creating the Jesse Lewis Choose Love Movement was a prenatal program. Mm. Um, and this was based on the work of Dr. Bruce Lipton. Mm -hmm. And he talks about how, uh, obviously, a baby's brain is formed in utero. And when the mother is in a stressful environment, the cortisol that's released from the brain, her brain, crosses the blood-brain barrier into the baby's brain. And, and the, this... this uh, it impacts the development of the brain because the message to the baby is that, look, you're going to be born in a stressful environment. You have less need of a prefrontal cortex, so that becomes smaller mm -hmm. and more need for your brainstem because you're going to be coming out, hitting the ground, running, <laughs> right, uh, away from danger. And so it, it really struck me because my pregnancies were um, highly stressed, mm -hmm. both of them. Mm -hmm. And even if there wasn't anything I could do about perhaps the situation or environment that I was in, uh, I could definitely control my thoughtful response to that environment mm -hmm. and therefore reduce the cortisol with meditation, etc. And so uh, I, I did that because just that awareness would have changed both of my pregnancies. Mm -hmm. It really would have. Um, if I thought that, you know, I was, the, the situation I was in and the way I was reacting to it was negatively impacting my baby's forming brain. Mm -hmm. um, so that was the first thing that I ever did and that is online available. Um, but So important, by the way. Right? Uh, yeah, I mean, it all starts it's not the day they're born. It yeah. starts well before that. It so does. I, and I didn't know. Yeah. You know, I, I think it's just, sometimes it's just the awareness. Mm -hmm. and, and it's a wake-up call. And you never forget it. Right. So then you're moving into uh, a space that you are very familiar with. Mm -hmm. In fact, you're an expert in, which is early childhood development. Mm -hmm. And so we've done together, you created this infant toddler program. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about this? 
Yes, well, what happened was after the pre-K pre and K curriculum was developed and was available to early childhood educators, it ended up being the most downloaded Absolutely. of any of Still. your age groups. Still. And, you know, schools would ask me to come in and just help their teachers with the Choose Love program to get it started. And it was always pre-K. And then the director would say, would you mind just stopping in? I have an infant toddler teacher who really wants to talk to you and see if you could help them. But we didn't have a program for the, the real little kids. And so I started, you know, kind of trying to make it adaptable for the babies mm -hmm. and the toddlers. Mm -hmm. It's not that they're the ones necessarily getting the skills it's really working with the caregivers mm -hmm. about what they need to have responsive nurturing relationships with the kids and you know making sure they're not that their expectations are where the children are but the toddlers actually they surprised me so much because they really were able to do a lot of the the skills that we were working on with the pre-k such as gratitude mm -hmm. really gratitude was one that even very young toddlers they could be thankful about their bodies mm -hmm. uh, but we broke it into very simple simple things when we when we talked about gratitude with the very young children mm -hmm. so in that case we talked about being thankful for our eyes being thankful for our mouth and our hands and you know maybe just talking about one a day not overloading them but why are we thankful for our hands what can we do with our hands and thinking all day long what are we doing with our hands and the same thing maybe the next day we're thankful for our mouths why what can we do speak and sing and eat a wonderful healthy snack and have our you know our beverages we can kiss you know <laughs> so I, that I think was really helpful again going into the classrooms seeing how we could take the pre-k program and adapt it to the younger children because there was a need and teachers were asking for it. You were getting requests mm -hmm. for it, um, mm -hmm. an infant toddler program. Mm -hmm. So, and um, when you had first asked me, I was a little hesitant because I said, okay, we don't want to have babies that are, you know, learning lessons mm -hmm. necessarily, but the Choose Love program really works for for all ages. And starting with babies with those nurturing relationships it's it's just going to add to the social emotional development from the years to come and, and the brain development oh, it's such course. an important yeah. time in a in a baby's mm -hmm. life and talk a little bit about the importance of attachment because i know that's um something that uh is is a big part of the uh the beginning part mm -hmm. of the infant toddler for infants yeah we, so we, we have a whole section of the infant toddler program that really talks about attachment. Um, so when we were first starting our podcast, we talked about what's changed mm -hmm. in the last 20 years. Why 
are teachers seeing such changes mm -hmm. with behavior. Mm -hmm. And right, one, one major shift is how many infant-toddler programs there are. I'm working with a program right now, Birth to Five. The greatest expansion is in infant-toddler programs. People are looking for places that are wonderful caregiving centers for them to leave their babies as young as six weeks. I, that's what I did yes. for, for my kids. Uh, you know, I dropped Jesse off at a daycare providers at six yeah. weeks old. Yes. So these babies are often in programs from 6 a.m. till 6 p.m. And sometimes, sometimes even longer hours. So when you think about it, they are with the caregivers at the center more awake hours than they're at home. Mm -hmm. So that's a huge shift in the last 20 to 30 years. Mm -hmm. How do we help caregivers understand what what young children need mm -hmm. when they're with them for the whole day mm -hmm. and there is a, a quote and I believe it's by Yuri Braffenbrenner um, every child needs someone who's crazy about them mm, I and love that yeah I really feel this is a big part of the choose love is making sure that each child has that really speci special relationship with someone during the day at the center. And how do you build that relationship through talking to the kids, talking to the babies, reading to them, making those smiles and facial um, facial expressions to that baby, teaching them, playing games with them, singing songs, and really doing that serve and return where the caregiver is looking in their eyes mm. and smiling and talking in a warm, nurturing voice. And that baby feels loved because they're there all day. Mm -hmm. So, you know, starting really from the basics of attachment is, to me, the most important thing. I agree. And uh, it's that connection. Mm -hmm. And then later in life, um, it's really connection that is the, the base of a lot of the issues that yeah. we see, yeah. uh, including substance abuse. Exactly. And we have to learn how to connect. And you start with those fir very first connections. Mm -hmm. You know, having somebody be truly present with you, mm -hmm. not distracted. Mm -hmm. You know, and I remember uh, dropping Jesse off. I was lucky enough to have um, a single daycare provider whom I loved. Mm -hmm. um, she had other kids there. But then after a while, I took him uh, to another um, more corporate type uh, facility where there were tons of babies you know and and only a few providers and and it was just I had to yeah <laughs> I didn't want to so I I feel what other parents feel when they when they have to be separated from mm -hmm. their kids for the majority of the day but um, I, I I didn't know then but wow would I have loved to have had a program like this and I, I actually have um, I had a daycare provider uh, contact me after she brought this program in and it had been into her facility for a while. 
And she said, I, she said, I feel kind of bad telling you this, selling you this like feedback. And I said, what, what is it? What do you mean? And she said, well, you know, pregnant moms come in and they tour our facility all the time. And I tell them we choose love here. And I explain what it is. And she said, I've made every sale. And I said, oh, that, are you kidding me? That makes me feel so good. I'm thrilled. I love that parents are resonating with this message and they understand the importance of it. Mm-hmm. So I had something happen a few weeks ago that just warmed my heart so much. So the the program really does work and it's apparent to everyone involved in the programs parents teachers other children Mm -hmm. and so i was in a, a, a center a few weeks ago and a parent came in with a child who was not yet walking this is an infant toddler program Mm -hmm. and most educational experts will tell you that an 18 month old cannot really empathize that they couldn't have compassion Mm -hmm. they're too young developmentally but if you have nurtured a, a loving classroom and choosing love curriculum this is the kind of thing that i see so this dad had brought his child in was holding the child there was an amazing connection between the caregivers and the dad. All the kids were crawling over to the dad, so they felt comfortable. You could tell the father felt comfortable. And there was another child in the classroom who was walking, who had recently learned to walk. And I had watched this child walking all around the classroom until this dad came in with the toddler who was not yet walking. When the dad put the child down, who was so happy to be at that center, the the child who was walking got down on his hands and knees and started chasing the other little child. They did a back and forth, chasing, crawling, one way and then the other, laughing, (laughs) laughing, 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 and then they would touch noses. And they did this for about 10 minutes, and it was just the most beautiful thing. And I thought, wow, that walking child had enough ability to say, oh, my friend can't walk yet. I'll get down on the floor with him, and we can have some fun together. And it was a beautiful thing. So it just shows that even at such a young age, kids can really learn these skills that are going to stay with them life and I think you brought up a really really good point is that parents are doing the best they can and should not feel guilty that they need to leave their child because they need to work sure but they need to feel like the center is giving the same nurturing loving relationship um, that that they would want for their own child absolutely absolutely and you had said something when you were when you were talking about that little story. Uh, usually, when I speak, I share a quote by Nelson Mandela, mm-hmm. and it's uh, uh, ba- what is it? Babies are gravitated. Uh, children are born gravitating towards compassion. No, no, it's not. Cancel, cancel. <laughs> this quote by Nelson Mandela is: "Children must learn to hate." 
Uh, it's not even children. I think it's people must learn to hate. And if they can be taught to hate, they can be taught to love. Yeah. For love comes more naturally to the human heart than its opposite. And I talk about the research that shows, uh, the research that's been done on babies that literally shows babies gravitate towards compassion. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, and we have research that shows that you can be, compassion can be strengthened and you can be taught compassion. Mm -hmm. So this is really exciting because this is what we're doing in the Choose Love Enrichment Program. So you also had another story when we were talking about uh, kind of setting up the podcast and you have a bracelet on yes. that we give out uh, frequently. It has the formula for choosing love on it, mm -hmm. which is courage plus gratitude, plus forgiveness, plus compassion and action equals choosing love. And you're wearing yours yes. today, but you touched that bracelet and you said that you had a very heartwarming story that yes. you wanted to share. Yes. So everyone knows that since these bracelets first came out, there never a day goes by that I don't wear it because it's that. a reminder to me yeah. to always choose love with my adult relationships and and everywhere I go I want to I want to be reminded and you practice it you practice it all day long right I certainly <laughs> that's my aim <laughs> me too uh, so I often get called into schools where they have believe it or not challenging behaviors that are so severe that the child is going to be expelled and most of your listeners might be surprised to know that the expulsion rate for preschoolers is the highest of any age, way higher than high school. So even infants and toddlers are being expelled because of behaviors. And it's, it's, it's violent and sexually explicit behavior. I mean, it's, it's like, I, I don't even, I can't even, there's no comment to that. Right. It's, it's really troubling. And, um, you know, that's, I know that's happening in Connecticut. Is it yes. happening across oh, the yes. country? Yes. Okay. And Walter Gilliam has done studies on, you know, how race is also a factor in who is getting expelled. Mm. Gender is a factor. So the good news is that the data is out there and, you know, that the efforts are in place to reverse this. Yeah. Wow. But I get calls almost weekly from centers who are about to give up in, on a child. And often these children have been, you know, they've been moved around to different pro mm -hmm. programs because no one knows what to do with, mm -hmm. with this child. And they're four years old, five years old. Gosh. But they, they have aggressive behaviors which have hurt other children, have hurt the caregivers, and you know, it's it's getting down to a safety issue and other families are really concerned and don't want their child to be hurt, so it's a, it's a complicated thing. So, I got a call from a center who was really having a tough time with this one child, a four-year-old boy, and they had tried everything. And I went into the classroom, and it, it wasn't that the teachers weren't wonderful. They just hadn't, they hadn't had the curriculum and the training to be able to do the Choose Love program, mm -hmm. the concepts of the Choose Love program. So 
I was there for just a short while and talking to the child and sitting on the floor with him. And he noticed my bracelet. Mm. And he said, what's that? And I told him, that's my Choose Love bracelet. And I, and I actually showed him the components. I, I told him what it said, courage plus gratitude plus forgiveness plus compassion is, it's equal to choosing love. And he said, well, why do you wear that? And I said, well, it reminds me to do all of these things every time I look at the bracelet. And he said, do you need that bracelet? to do the right thing. And I said, well, I don't know if I need it all the time, but sometimes it really helps me. And he said, do you think I could have that bracelet? And so I gave him my bracelet. And I, you know, in, in all the years we've been doing the Choose Love program, I realized like he was just looking for something he was asking for help yes and that's what the choose love program is to me yes oh my gosh how beautiful um it's those kinds of stories that i hear that keep me going keep me energized and i know that we're on the right track and i also want to say lisa that i know that we have this saying within the choose love movement and the people that have been attracted to it that we were recruited by Jesse. Mm-hmm. I know you were recruited by Jesse because he knows what he's doing and he brings these incredible people in to spread his chalkboard message mm-hmm. that he left of nurturing, healing, love. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what you're doing in classrooms now across the country and in 80 countries. Is it just mind blowing? Because I know when we sat down for that first dinner and we were talking about this concept and we wanted to create something together, Mm -hmm. can you believe where it's gone? It is, um, it's just such a beautiful thing. And uh, I have to say being part of the solution and be, I do feel like I was recruited by Jesse. <laughs> I know There's you were. <laughs> no doubt in my mind. Aww. And um, the the chalkboard message makes so much sense to me and to every child I've worked with and every teacher I've worked with. They all say, "This is what it's all about." Right. And this is how we're going to help these kids. And all of the research shows if you can help kids by the time they're five Mm. they are going to do better in every part of life Mm. not just through school but afterwards in being good citizens in having happy relationships in being productive members of society in avoiding substance abuse every factor in our, in our world is going to be improved if we can help these young children learn these skills. There's research uh, they, that came out and they followed 800 kids mm-hmm. over 20 years. And I talk about this a lot because it talked about the social skill score in kindergarten. Mm-hmm. And kids that 
had, uh, for every one point increase in a child's social skills score in kindergarten, they were twice as likely to graduate and they were like almost 50% as likely to have a full-time job by the Mm -hmm. age of 25. Conversely, for every one point decrease in a child's social skills score in kindergarten, Mm -hmm. they had a 67% higher chance of having been arrested in early adulthood, a 52% higher rate of binge drinking, and an 80, over 80% chance of being in or on a waiting list for public housing. Um, If they're not 100% accurate, they're close. Mm -hmm. And what dramatic outcomes from just a child's social skills score in kindergarten. Mm -hmm. You see the vast importance of this for every individual child, but also for society as a whole. The other thing that I think is really eye-opening for adults is that we look at um, how we teach different skills in a different way. So, for instance, if a child doesn't know how to ride a bike, we teach the child how to ride a bike. We give them training wheels, and some kids learn a lot faster than others, right? Mm -hmm. If a child doesn't know how to swim, we go through all the steps and we teach them how to swim. Same thing with teaching to read, teaching mm-hmm. to write. Mm-hmm. We don't get angry at kids who can't swim mm-hmm. or can't read. We teach them, mm-hmm. right? But when kids don't have social emotional skills, when they, when they have challenging behavior because they don't have the skills, how do we react? We don't look at it the same way we do other types of learning, and that's what we need to do, and that's what the Choose Love program does. That's incredible because I, I you know, we, I, you look at behavior down the road, negative behavior, mm-hmm. and I think, I always think, you know what, whose fault really is it? Because we didn't teach them the skills and tools that they need to make better decisions. Mm-hmm and it's there we can right. do it so this has been amazing i love you thank I love you. you it's too. been an honor uh, to have even a small part in the choose love the jesse lewis mm-hmm. choose love movement well it's it's my honor and you have a huge part of it you know this is this is so vitally important in our society and the need is growing Mm -hmm. so thank you so much for everything that you've done for us but everything that you're doing for our children Um, it is our responsibility to keep them safe Mm -hmm. and seen and celebrated and we certainly are doing that with Mm -hmm with your portion of the Choose Love Enrichment Program, which is available on our website at no cost. And it is no cost because these skills and tools are so vitally essential for every child. They cannot be priced out of the market for them. So thank you so much. I love you too. And thank you, Choose Love audience, for listening, for choosing love. And we'll see you next time. Have a lot of fun. It's all part of us We can all choose love It'll lift you up
you let it in. Let 